I remember my first session, it was, uh, it was mind blowing <laughs> what, like what memories came up. And, and for me, in my first session, I came up in the, cause we did three regressions and in the third regression, I, I was like a baby in the hospital in my mom's arms. And I like, was like, is this real? But it like felt so real. And I'm like, how can I have this memory? Because I am consciously, I don't remember being a baby, but in that moment it was so true. And just what came out of it was so life-changing. And I, I, like, I still question like, was that real? And then I had found some of my mom's diaries from when I was in the hospital, like the, the whole week I was born and it like affirmed everything that happened in that session. And that's when I really uncovered like the route to, to my kind of pain and suffering. Mm -hmm. But I kind of like, I ignored it for a while. And then, mm -hmm. you know, I, I've, I've been able to face everything head on to, yeah, to, to make some big changes. Hi friends, welcome to another episode of The Spirit Unleashed. I am so glad that you're here for today's guest episode with Melissa Alexander. My guests so far on the show have been women I've met on social media, but Melissa and I actually met about 19 years ago in college. I know I'm young, but I feel like I'm aging myself for saying that, um, we met actually in the hotel and resort management program. I ended up transferring schools and programs after just one semester. I was 17 and I was pretty homesick. The school was a couple hours away. Uh, Melissa actually stayed and finished though, but like myself, she has since shifted gears. She spent some time in the health and fitness industry and she's now expanding that with a mission to guide others through a transformative journey where alignment isn't just a concept, it's a way of life. Melissa is the owner of Align BMC, which is Body Mind Conscious Energy, and is a rapid transformational therapy hypnotherapist. Now, that was a mouthful, and I did want to just do the full form of it, but for short, it's RTT. So in this episode, we cover everything from inner child work to what a hypnotherapy session looks and feels like, and also understanding where your beliefs and feelings stem from so you can move forward. The week before our recording, Melissa actually gifted me a session so I could experience one before our episode, and I am so grateful for that opportunity. It was a really neat experience, and I can't wait to share it with you. Last week, we had a session, which was amazing, instead of doing the recording like originally planned. And it was really neat, relaxing, but it was like I, could st I was still aware. Like, I don't think you could make yeah. me go rob a bank or anything no. but no. I was so relaxed and what was different for me then when I meditate which is almost every day is that there weren't any thoughts coming in like I wasn't like okay later I'm going grocery shopping and I need to pull this out of the fridge like none of that was happening 
So you were like super focused mm -hmm. on what we were discussing mm -hmm. and like memories kind of populating. That's yeah. amazing because I like that's really great feedback, you know, mm -hmm. a gr great awareness mm -hmm. that that you're really focused and present because you're in that that what we say is you're in that meditative, relaxed state like a meditation and you are completely aware of what's mm -hmm. going on. I think hypnotherapy like can often get a bad rep because of like stage hypnotists, right? Like mm -hmm. it was a big thing back in the day. I remember going to like things at the like complex center and you would see people on stage like clucking like chickens and running around. <laughs> and then when I was introduced to hypnotherapy, I was like, what? <laughs> right? Mm -hmm. yeah. Actually, the first time I had any experience like not doing it, but seeing it was we went, so you and I went to the same college. And I don't know if I went with, with you and maybe Aaron or if it was my roommates and we went like one of the first nights in the cafeteria area I think they had a hip a hypnotist oh there for that Aaron says yeah. hi by the way hi Aaron <laughs> yeah it's so funny that that was like the same time I met you and now we're kind of doing a full circle that's amazing mm -hmm. it's just incredible we met when we were in school for hotel management and now it's like how many years later? That was like 2006, 15 years later. Look at our lives are completely different, which completely. is incredible. Did yeah. you end up doing anything with your, because you completed yeah. the course, right? I didn't, but you did. I did. I, did. I, I actually moved out to Edmonton and I worked at a hotel for a couple of years and I became the front office supervisor and I then went moved to Nanaimo, worked at a resort there, and then I worked on a cruise ship. But that was that was the last of my hotel management after that. And then I got into health and fitness. Mm -hmm. Oh, I love that you actually went around and were traveling with it too. Yeah. Well that yeah, that was my goal. It's like I wanted to like see the world and travel and be able to have any any kind of job. And now even with hypnotherapy, I'm like, I can do that remote from anywhere. Mm -hmm. Yeah, you yeah. can do so much virtually. So what yeah. made you go from the hotel management part to health and fitness and then the hypnosis? Well, just, yeah, a bit of a story, but um, <laughs> my ex-husband was uh, opening up a gym. So I kind of delved into owning and operating a business with him. And then, you know, I just really like the women there, like it was ran, the gym was ran by a man and the women wanted a woman trainer. And I, I just got really into health and fitness. And, and for me, it was that connection with people is, was like connecting with them, building those relationships. I always wanted to help people feel better because when people come to you, like not loving their bodies and wanting to change, like there's so much going on. So when my life like took a drastic change during COVID, I, I actually moved to live with my mom who had Alzheimer's and I was kind of like, what am I going to do with my life? Um, I went back to working. I went back. I went to work in a bank. My mom worked at a bank for 35 years and I was like, maybe I can do this. I wanted to do this as a kid, but it was not like fulfilling to me. And I was like, I was at the bank, like researching like different therapy jobs like going back to school like how can I further my education to help people and all that kept like ruminating in my mind is like I loved personal training because of I liked helping people and I just thought therapy a type of therapy 
was like the best way to help people from the inside out. And it was like Marissa Peer kept popping up. And I just remember seeing her on a podcast once. And just by her talking, she was talking about her mind and how her mind was her best friend. And I remember this 10 years ago being like, gosh, I wish my mind was my best friend. <laughs> you know, like I want to achieve that, right? Because we're with ourselves 24 seven. And when you're not like, loving yourself or believing in yourself it's like it's a really hard life mm -hmm. so like hypnotherapy just kept coming up and i just resonated with it and i i just kind of kept researching and researching and then it just felt so right so i i dived right into uh right into the schooling and i've never looked back that's awesome how long ago was that so that was like three and a half years ago wow yeah like 2020 mm -hmm. yeah yeah, I think it was funny because we had each other on social media for years. And I think when I started seeing your name and post popping back up was with the hypnosis. And I had just taken Marissa Pierre's like a workshop on Mind Valley, I think it was. So yeah. to see like that I was doing the workshop and you were doing the actual work. Like it was just neat to see. That's amazing. I know. Um, I, yeah. After you had taken the training or even before, had you done any hypnosis like as a client? Like I hadn't. So I like hadn't even had a hypnotherapy session when I when I started. Um, but there is like because the whole program, there's people from all over the world, thousands and thousands of people going doing school. The graduates would offer like free sessions to gain experience so as i was starting just starting i was like jumping on the forums being like i want a session and and i remember my first session it was uh it was mind-blowing <laughs> what like what memories came up and and for me in my first session i came up in the because we did three regressions and in the third regression i I was like a baby in the hospital in my mom's arms. And I like was like, is this real? But it like felt so real. And I'm like, how can I have this memory? Because I am consciously, I don't remember being a baby. But in that moment, it was so true. And just what came out of it was so life changing. And I, I like, I still question like, was that real? And then I had found some of my mom's diaries from when I was in the hospital, like the, the whole week I was born and it like affirmed everything that happened in that session. And that's when I really uncovered like the route to, to my kind of pain and suffering. Mm -hmm. But I kind of like, I ignored it for a while. And then, mm -hmm. you know, I, I've, I've been able to face everything head on to, yeah, to, to make some big changes. Wow. That gave me goosebumps all the way up my arm when you said you found her diaries. And yeah. maybe, maybe because you didn't, you weren't sure and you were doubting if it was real, maybe that was, that's when you read, you got the diaries for that confirmation. Right. Like I always think the universe sends signs when we need it. So maybe it was like, hey girl, yeah, you're not losing your mind. That happened. Yeah. I was always like, what's wrong with me? Something's wrong with me with mm -hmm feelings and thoughts and behaviors and and that that just gave confirmation because then I sought out like more talk therapy and then I told my like somatic and talk therapist about it and then that's when they gave me the 
complex PTSD diagnosis. And I was just, and I was like, my therapists were believing what happened in hypnotherapy. So I was like, it was all just really, really affirming. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, I'm glad you got that. Yeah. I don't want to say the experience, but at least you could pinpoint where it was from and then work from there. Yeah, it's changed my life. Honestly, <laughs> my whole life just it's like this understanding yourself and understanding where things come from mm-hmm. and why like that root cause it it is it's it's just so powerful because then you can like you can be more present in your body and recognize like you create more awareness which creates change mm-hmm. yeah like oh yeah. this is here because of this but I don't necessarily have to feel that or listen to that anymore yeah when you have yeah. had your regressions were you in, like, were you seeing through as the baby or do you see it from a different perspective in the room, like for you, or is it just like a memory, a thought? I have to really think back. I Like, I felt like, I felt like I was the baby. Mm-hmm. I guess, how did you feel in your memory regressions when we did your session? For mine, I felt like I could have all the feelings that I was in that, that memory, but I was seeing it as like, for example, one, one of mine was being in the classroom and I was actually like, not in my body, but watching from the doorway of the classroom, but I could still, yeah, Yeah. but I could still feel everything. Like I knew exactly what was happening. Yeah. Yeah. It's kind of neat. And I'm sure it's different for everybody. Yeah. So what was um, like, what was surprising like to you? Cause you said you, you didn't like expect, like yeah. tell me about your experience a little bit. I'm interested. So the one with the classroom. So I said going into the session that I wanted to kind of get to the root cause of my speaking fear of speaking. And for me, I thought going into it that it was just about, I don't like the sound of my voice. People are going to make fun of my voice. Like I'm annoying kind of those, those things, yeah. but it was really about being physically seen, not necessarily heard, but people seeing me and looking. And yeah. I I needed braces so bad. And thankfully, my parents could only afford one kid to get braces and I got them because I needed them the most. <laughs> so thank you, mom and dad, if you're listening. But I think, um, yeah, that my teeth were not, I don't want to say not nice. They would like stick out. Like I remember one boy, said I looked like a beaver. People said I looked like a little bunny rabbit. And I was so self-conscious of that even because it just happened out of nowhere. Yeah. Like I have all these pictures of being this cute little kindergarten girl. And then all of a sudden they were just like sticking out one day. Like my mom said, you didn't suck your thumb. You weren't doing any of that. So nobody knew where it came from. But yeah, I was just so insecure about how I looked. And it it was really from that and just having everyone looking and oh are they going to make fun of my teeth and what are they saying because I know some people said small and I have a tiny Mm -hmm. voice and and I'm not interested in the same things my classmates are interested in if you're not kind of you're not like kind of seen as going with the norm of being interested in sports and Mm -hmm. dance and all these things it's going to make you feel different and yes feeling different make a child feel right Mm -hmm. yeah it doesn't feel good and that definitely carried right on into late high school and college like I can see the kind of 
domino effect that that it had. And so then when my teeth were straightened and then I felt prettier, then I just relied on that because I didn't think my interests were that interesting either. So it's like I kind of I can see the the pattern yeah. it caused. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Gaining that awareness. Yeah. It's always like it's like it's not the event. This is what I always tell every client. It's not the event that affects you. It's the feelings you associate with event, the event. Like, so it could be, it could be a traumatic event, but it could make you feel like you're not worthy. You're not deserving. Mm-hmm. And so you carry that, you carry that for so long. And, and it, it's really important to remember like zero to seven years old, you are in theta state, which is your programming so you carry that programming into when you're in your adolescence, when you're an adult from zero to seven, you're still carrying those beliefs, thoughts and feelings, right? And our beliefs kind of make us today. And if, and if we didn't have like a, a positive upbringing or there was some negativity and we formed these beliefs, they, they like end up hurting us when we're in our adulthood. And, and, you know, something that has been really like taught to me in like somatics is like as kids we actually borrow from our parents nervous systems so if our parents aren't available or they don't have calm nervous systems it can really cause a dysregulated child which can lead into dysregulated adult Mm -hmm. so it's so amazing when we can go back and in memory regressions to, to find that root cause so then we can make better suggestions and and change the, the, the like operating and belief systems it's so it's so hard because everyone's like don't go back to the past live in the present and the future but sometimes you need to go back to figure out how to how to be better in the future because like consciously we know how we want to operate we know what we want but like subconsciously there's things that are trying to protect us and keep us safe generally it's like it's like a safety mechanism is the why it's getting rid of all those conscious busy busy thoughts so you can just relax to to go a little bit deeper like and you get to that state in meditation and i believe they say be in meditation more at least once a day to stay in a more relaxed state consciously mm-hmm. But like, I found like when I started meditating, it's like, I almost dreaded it because I thought it was it was I found it so challenging to push thoughts away and to be like, Mm -hmm. focus on the stillness, just focus on the dark. (laughs) Here and easier and easier. And then it's that like, oh, I can't wait to do that. Right. I can't wait Mm -hmm. to get to that level. Just like working out, working a new muscle. Yeah. Now, how do you get clients into that relaxed state? as you're going into a session with them. So to get into that relaxed state. So when you fall asleep and you go to sleep, your eyes, they roll back into their head. So we kind of trigger that strain that, that we're trying to, we're trying to activate a little bit of the REM to get you in theta state. So, so I always say, look up into your eyebrows, looking up like your eyes are glued to a real or imagined space ahead and look at my eyes just fluttering like crazy mm-hmm. so we do some breathing exercises and you'll feel that little bit of a strain like you remember and then mm-hmm. just close your eyelids down for the whole session and then I do some 
some like suggestibility techniques and relaxation to just envision yourself from a third eye walking down the stairs to get to that really deep relaxed state and you're following my voice which so you're not really able to focus on much more because you're following my voice and we just talk about going deeper and deeper into a relaxed state um i love doing the suggestibility test the one where we had your arms <laughs> lock so we talk about how like, powerful our minds are and how how suggestible we are as human beings and so when i tell you to just re stretch your arms out lock them and your palms are facing each other and there's an, a magnet in between mm -hmm. them pulling drunk you feel you like actually feel the energy and robin when we did the session <laughs> i've never seen it in my life you're like this i was like because <laughs> some people like it takes longer you're like okay you can feel the pull the force and some people are really like resistant hesitant uh -huh. right but i can tell that you meditate and you're really spiritual because you were like <laughs> and your hands just like you felt that energy girl <laughs> it was so funny i heard you say i'm gonna count backwards like from five and it was just like and i was trying not to laugh i'm like it's happening it's happening, it's happening. and they were just closed i'm like guess we're not counting down from five <laughs> No, I, that was really neat and a little like freaky too. Like, but I like my hands didn't feel glued. Like I was comfortable mm -hmm. after, but as it was happening, I was actually trying to resist it because I felt like I was failing this like energy test, but uh... yeah, you were exceeding. <laughs> oh, <laughs> it was so fun. So it's just like that, that kind of, that suggestibility test. It's literally, it's to show it's to show clients, it's to show everyone, like, you are so suggestible, our minds are so powerful, you can give yourself better suggestions. And it's so important, the words you say to yourself every day, if you're, say, if you're struggling with like weight loss, but the way you speak to yourself is like, Oh, I'm fat, I'll never lose weight, or, you know, I can't stop eating sugar, and I can't do this. And I can't, you're like, you're like telling your body, to stay but if you're like positive like you would be to your child like you can do it like you feel amazing you have energy you are like you're a gift to this planet you are worthy things will change you can like talk to your metabolism and tell it to increase like talk to your cells there's an amazing book um i was recommended years ago it's it's called what you say matter your cells are listening and it's a phenomenal book and it, and it talks about this woman who had like so many autoimmune diseases and like she had so many health issues but she just fully changed her inner dialogue and transformed her life like doctors were astonished and amazed they were like they thought she was she wasn't going to make it and and by the power of her thoughts the power of her words and changing her belief system mm -hmm. from when she the kid she was able to change her life i actually just wrote that book down because now i'm going to go look it up after our chat it's on and amazon and it's not even a big one it's like it's like my little bible oh perfect i like sometimes if i feel negative i'll just mm -hmm. like i'll just start reading parts of it and it mm -hmm. really helps just kind of make that shift just to and remind it, yourself it's possible it's yeah mm -hmm. exactly it's like having those reminders 
those beliefs in yourself. And that's why like after the hypnotherapy session, like that recording is so important. I say, mm -hmm. I'm like the way I, the analogy I kind of use is like, okay, so when you're learning a new subject in school, like you're learning long division in school, you're going to go in and you're going to learn how to do it. And the next day you're going to forget. You're going to get all the tools to learn how to do long division. You're going to feel super confident, but if you don't practice it, you're going to lose it. And it's mm -hmm. the same with like hypnotherapy. We like, we, we solve all the problems. We do the detective work. We create all the awareness and understanding. But if you don't pra keep practicing that after mm -hmm. that, like changing your inner dialogue, telling you, yourself your belief systems are shifting, you can lose it. And, and so I always say, I want you to listen to this every single day for 21 days. It's like starting any sort of new routine or workout program. It's like, mm -hmm. remind yourself every day. And with the recording, you're re-put into hypnosis every time you listen to it. So you're back into that subconscious state. Mm -hmm. Well, so during the session, it's like accessing everything, right? And building the awareness. And then the after recording is just to keep building on is it rewiring it then? So you have the awareness yeah. and then you're, you're shifting it. Yeah. Yeah. You're rewiring your whole belief system. Because mm -hmm. like consciously, you know what your belief system you want to be, but it's really hard to stay in there when mm -hmm. you have really deep rooted, deep seated beliefs from when you were a child or, or anytime. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I have been listening to the recording. I did miss it on Super Bowl night because we stayed up really late. <laughs> but uh, aside from that, and for me, I've been doing it right before bed where I'm, I can relax pretty easily. Like once I hit the bed, like I have no trouble falling asleep. I'm really good that way. And I feel like for me, nighttime is the best because I'm in that relaxed state. And then, and may maybe there's a scientific part to it too with falling asleep and believing something before you fall asleep and letting it sit yeah. while you're so relaxed and in that REM. Um, so I don't know if that's related, but it just feels really good. And also as a reminder, like, you know, I don't know if you set goals sometimes and then you just get up and sometimes you're just crossing things off your list, but to have that reminder of how you actually want to feel and and what you want to do or what you want to be like i just really like that aspect of it that's been a really good reminder for me yeah yeah and i, I do i always tell clients like listen to it at night because that you're in a nice relaxed state you're lying down in bed and you know the recording's generally 15 to 20 minutes but we have busy lives and it's hard for anybody to take 20 minutes out of their day in the morning or any time to sit down and, and just be totally relaxed. And it's okay if you fall asleep because your subconscious mind is, is, uh, is still listening to the recording. So it's still having a really big impact if you fall asleep. And generally like I fall asleep so fast. Like I, I walk myself down stairs every single night. I, when I'm laying in bed, I look up into my eyebrows and then it makes me start yawning and I, I get my kids to do it too. Um, my stepdaughter, Juniper, she like had such a hard time falling asleep and, and I would be like, where do you want to, where would you want to go to in your dreams? 
And she was like, Disneyland. So I was like, so we look off in her eyebrows, she closed her eyes down. And I say, just walk yourself down 10 steps, count them. And then you're in Disneyland. And she'll, she'll wake up and be like, I fell asleep so fast last night. Disneyland was awesome. <laughs> that is so neat. I hadn't thought of that for kids before either. Yeah. Oh. It really works because, like, I get my son to do it, and he has a hard time, like, looking up, staying up. So he'll, like, follow my finger, but he'll be, like, all over the place, and I'll be like, keep looking at my finger. <laughs> then he starts yawning. It just You're triggers in- that in your body, I guess. That's right. Yeah. Yeah. Then- so recommendation, if you have trouble sleeping, <laughs> look up into your eyebrows, do some breathing exercises, and then... Yeah, I'm definitely going to keep that in mind and also test it on my oldest son tonight. So what would you say is the greatest benefit of a hypnosis session? I I just say like understanding is power. Mm-hmm. Understanding why or what the issue is affecting you is life changing. Mm-hmm. And I think when you can get to the root and, and I... I think it can change your life. And I think the the best benefit of hypnotherapy is really focusing on changing the wording and how you speak to yourself and, and really thinking about how you want to feel every day. Mm-hmm. And it's like, like one client I had for weight loss, she was, she was kind of like, you know, I'm, I'm good with my past. I, I understand it. And I know it was hard. I understand why I was hurt, but we did a session and then she came out of it being like, wow, I guess I really hadn't let that go. Like, I guess I, like she knew what was affecting her, but she still, it was still affecting her, but she thought she was at peace with it. But it was like, we had to really dig into the core to, to see those deep seated feelings it's like it's always that like unworthiness or not deserving or not seen Mm -hmm. like it's so many like I'm not my parents didn't see me they didn't pay attention to me I wasn't noticed and then you create all these beliefs about yourself I'm not worthy of being seen Mm -hmm. I'm not worthy of being me being yeah and I just think that's amazing because like even myself I was like oh I know I I'm so like why I struggle with all these things, but really like it's to dig into the deep stuff to, to really get to the root of it, to change. And I, because I struggled for so long silently, that's why I was always so passionate to help other people. Cause I felt like not alone Mm -hmm. when I was helping other people. Like I felt connected to other people that were struggling and I just wanted to help them then I I still I just want to help people. And do you find in helping people, like it also helps you like when you're having a million percent, like the more people like the more clients I have, the more I'm talking to people, the better I feel day to day. Mm -hmm. Because then it's like you're not stuck in your own (laughs) own mind, you're you're like, you have purpose and and direction and you want to help people. And it's exciting when other people feel better and it makes, it makes you feel so good. When we do the inner child part of sessions, I almost always cry. (laughs) Like I'm always trying to hold back. Even in your session, Robin, we were like going to 
get your inner child little you and just telling them how like perfect they are and how mm-hmm. loving they are. I'm like, I get so welled up. It's emotional. <laughs> it is because you think of yeah. these like perfect, beautiful little children. Yeah. Like, and that like, and that, yeah. And now that you have kids too, like, can you, this is kind of what changed things for me. It's like having kids and like wanting to treat them really well, but also wanting them to feel really good about themselves. So when I think of like, when I started to not feel good, like, it just kind of breaks your heart imagining your kids not feeling good about themselves. Yeah, that's yeah. sad. I know, right? Because you just, you want, you mm-hmm. want them to be seen and mm-hmm. you want them to love themselves. I like always ask my kids, do you love yourself? Do you yeah. like yourself? Like, I just think it's so important because it's, like my stepdaughter yesterday, she was like, I love you, daddy. I love you, Melissa. I love Aiden. I love Annie, but I also love me. (laughs) And I was like, I love that you just said that. I love that so much. I love when kids can be like, I love me. Mm -hmm. Because I don't think as adults, I think that's been a, we've had to do a lot of work Mm -hmm. to say, I love myself. Oh, I used to think if you loved yourself, you were conceited. Like, I didn't actually think you were supposed to. Like, I thought other people love you. And like, that's what you need. Yeah. Mm -hmm. You know what I really liked about yours too, with the inner child part was I had done a guided meditation before and it was like, and I really enjoyed it. It was like going back to a certain age. And I remember going into the house and seeing her playing and like, it was really sweet and And then you talk to her there, but then you leave where I liked in yours. It's like, no, you're coming with me and I'm going to show you where we are now. Yeah. That was, that was neat. This is where you live today. Mm -hmm. What types of like, I don't like to say issues, but when people are coming in, what kind, what are they trying to solve or shift from or transform? So yeah, many different issues. I've worked with a bunch of people with insomnia who can just cannot fall asleep at night, Mm -hmm. anxiety, weight loss, overthinking is a big one. I think as a whole culture, like human race now, we're all, we're in our heads more than we want to be. And like, it's spoken about a lot, but I've had more and more people come to me. They just want to feel more present in their life. They don't want to be ruminating in their minds all the time. And I, I love that weight loss, um, smoking. I've had, I actually work with a lot of men. A lot of men are always, they, they seem less fearful to dive into hypnotherapy. Like they're just brave. It's like something different than regular talk therapy. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Uh, And I wonder if that's because then they don't have to, well, I mean, they're still communicating, but maybe they're in such a relaxed state that they're not as fearful of it because it is intimidating going in to see a therapist sitting across from each other and just diving inward yeah mm-hmm. and for me it's like well I work with clients like one to three times max so it's like mm-hmm. probably for a man you don't have to come like every week or every other week it's like mm-hmm. hey let's and men like to get to the point like let's let's address the issue let's figure it out and let's change <laughs> <laughs> Where we kind of tend to dance around it a little and hold on to it just a little longer. Yeah. Well, and something I've realized too is that over the years, whether we can admit it or not, 
that belief, whether it's not a great one, is serving us and maybe not in a positive way, but we're holding on to it and it's giving us something. And that could be comfort or security or safety. Like, so it is, I can see how it's harder for some people to let go. It is. And that's what we talk about. If you remember in the session, we Mm -hmm. like, we, we like honor that part. Like, thank you for trying to help me Mm -hmm. like that system. Like, thank you for helping me. Thank you for being there for me. But I want to, I want to, focus and believe on this. I, I want to make that change. It's okay to mm-hmm. let it go, but it it's, it's, it's scary, right? Yeah. Well, yeah. Cause yeah. then you're stepping into the unknown. Yeah. Yeah. And that wasn't something I was expecting in the session for me when I had thought of hypnosis, I thought, okay, you go under, you go through a few past experiences and then you wake up. I didn't realize like, no, you're actually doing some inner work while you're in that state. Yeah. Yeah, we do inner child work. We like work on if, if anyone's hurt us, just like releasing that hurt from inside. And generally, like with an issue, I'm always like, where do you feel that in your body? Right? It's that part somatic. Like, is that in your stomach? Is that in your chest? Is that in your legs? And then just like recognizing where it is. And a lot of people like it's in their stomachs, right? It's in, mm-hmm. it's in their stomachs from like from many, many different issues. And it's just, we sit with that. We sit with that. We recognize it. And we, you know, we ask, we want to create space for, for different, uh, different loving beliefs and suggestions. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I, I do remember that from the session, you asking where it was in the body that I, I could feel it or was holding on to it. And yes, it's like kind of under the ribs, like at the top of the stomach and and it was really neat. Like I have a good imagination and I can visualize some things, but I just saw like a concrete wall and then it started crumbling and then it was like rocks and pebbles. And then it went to dust and it was really neat to see like, yeah, it was just, and then like, I think I was exhaling, visualizing the dust coming out or something, but it was really neat because I had done some techniques a few months ago when I was going through something because I could just feel the churning like all the time in my stomach and something said to okay well which way do you feel it is it going forward so in that case you would reverse the energy so it'd go the other way and then you'd go faster and slower and switch directions so that was really neat kind of playing with the energy but yours was more like eliminating it like just breaking it down instead of playing with it yeah yeah what I loved was, is, you know, you're like gone into parasympathetic and, and things shifted. It's my favorite part because your stomach started rumbling then. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Like right? a crackling. Like things <laughs> crumbling, like things are moving. Mm-hmm. And it's like, it's so beautiful because with every client, I'm like, okay, and I'm, this is going to sound crazy, but you're going to envision this. And I always say like, envision it however feels right to you. Like, for myself, my first one, I envisioned like tar coming out of my like body, like, you know, like Fern Gully, like, <laughs> or other people, they, they envision like sweat coming out of their pores or smoke. And it's like, everybody's so different. So I'm always like, sit with yourself, imagine what that looks like and feels like to disintegrate out of your body to create more space. Mm-hmm. Well, and yeah. I had never thought about having it 
leave the body. I've done meditations where, you know, there's a beam of light and it's focusing on one area. So I was like welcoming in light and love and that energy, but I wasn't necessarily expelling the other stuff. Because it gets stuck in there. Yeah. Yeah, that was a really cool experience. So you can think about that in other meditations you do if you want to like think about that moving out of your body mm -hmm. in some way. Mm -hmm. Oh, that's so fun. Yeah, there's so many different ways to approach energy and healing and transforming. So with the, I was going to ask you, so I'm almost a week into this 21 days. So during the 21 days of listening to the recording and after, what other practices do you recommend doing for holding on to those new beliefs and keeping that rewiring going after the 21 days? Or at that point, do you, does it come more naturally? It would come more naturally. And honestly, I'm like, keep listening to it after the 21 days. But that's like a minimum. I, I tell people for it to really, really stick with you for that life changing um, result. Like for myself, like the most, I important advice I like to tell people is like connect with nature, <laughs> like ground yourself, get your feet in the ground when it's not snowing, <laughs> you know, just be outside feel because like we are all part of this world and, and just like being inside and being on screens all the time is, and really can play with our like cognitive health. And, and I just think, yeah, being outside meditating and just, like self-care is such a powerful way to love yourself mm -hmm. it's like it's when you shift your mind from like wanting to look good dieting whatever it's just like when you feel like you are worthy you will take care of yourself you'll want to shower more you'll want to like eat well because you want your to feel good in your body and then that breaks free of any like diet limitations, right? It's just like embracing life, embracing good food, enjoying like treats too, and not, not having good and bad food, but just taking care of yourself because mm -hmm. you're worth it, right? Like mm -hmm. beautiful bodies. And, you know, my business name is Align BMC Energy, Align Body, Mind, Conscious Energy, because that's what happens when we're out of alignment, our bodies and minds aren't connected anymore. They're not talking anymore mm -hmm. because part of us is living in the past. So the inner child work we do in a session, we're like bringing that inner child back to reconnect into our bodies because mm -hmm. we can get stuck. So, and then, you know, connecting your mind and body, like I kind of like envision like a, you know, a chicken with their head cut off like the body's running around and like the head's got and it's just, that's what I think about I'm like we want to like align and you know stay stay in ourselves because you know for years I was like always like running into things and walking into stuff and I was so clumsy and then I was like realizing I was so dissociative like I wasn't actually in my body my mind was somewhere else and my body was doing something mm -hmm. Yeah. And do you think that just comes from like the busyness of life that we're not just having those moments to focus on the present that it's just like, I, I have gotten like that too, like clumsy and 
when when it happens a few times in a day I'm aware enough now where I'm just like okay something's off yeah but I think it's from like it's like that generation of like the pressure of like parents being hard on us and like be faster and get this done and da, 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 da. and so you're like always operating at this like high high pace mm-hmm. when really you'll accomplish more by just slowing down and that's like the biggest thing for me I've been working on the last year and a half is just slowing down and I am like way less bruises on my legs because <laughs> I can notice it when I feel like if I'm getting hyper vigilant I like have mm-hmm. to be like stop slow down reconnect is this so important right now do i need to be rushing do i need to like act like it's the end of the world if i don't get this done right now but i feel like generationally from i feel like there's so much pressure mm-hmm. to, to go so fast and and to you know hurry up and get things done that mm-hmm. it's affected a, a lot of people it just gets passed down and we don't really notice I think I I was doing that for quite a few years in the mornings with my kids. We wouldn't be like, we weren't even close to being late, but I could just feel it in my body of like, maybe it was some anxiousness. I don't know, but just having to move faster. And I'm like wanting them to eat faster, wanting for me to pack their lunches faster. And then I look at the clock and we stalled like 15 minutes. Like we weren't even close to being late, but it's like that energy of like, I don't know. I see people now doing it like, grocery shopping, driving, like I notice now there's a lot of people in a hurry, where I'm just like, they're annoyed at me because I'm only going like five over the speed limit. But I enjoy going slow now, like I don't feel in a hurry. Yeah, I love that. And it feels safer, not just for my legs, but just in general. In general, just feels safer. It's safer. It is safer Mm -hmm. for your body. It's safer for everybody around you. Mm -hmm. Yeah, slowing down. Well, now that we're talking about the mind, body, consciousness, all the connecting there, I like to leave each episode with a question. And when I have a guest, I like when they can leave us with a question. So maybe if you could leave us with a question that is for our own awareness and reflection and maybe a reminder to do with, with connecting or the subconscious mind, whatever you're feeling. Hmm. I guess like what I said at the, at the beginning is like understanding is power. And, and I guess the question is for like everybody out there is like, what do you need to understand about yourself to change your beliefs for your present and your future? Mm-hmm. I is that it. a question? It is. Yes. And, and I just doing a follow-up question because I've probably been in these shoes, but what would you say to someone who's a little afraid to look into their subconscious and what's buried deep in their beliefs and feelings? That I understand that it's scary to go back and, and some people are scared to go back and into a memory regression, but my greatest reminder is you've already been through it and you're not going to relive it again is to take that shot on yourself because if, if you could face something you're scared of to change your future, what would that look like? What would that feel like? If you had to do this hard thing to face it, but, but your day-to-day life is going to get better, 
generally I ask every single client, what do you want? And every single client, everyone says they just want to be happy. It's something so simple, Mm -hmm. yet so many of us struggle with is just, just to be happy Mm -hmm. in day-to-day life. And you know, that's sad. (laughs) Very. Mm -hmm. Yeah. You don't realize how many people are unhappy. Yeah. Mm -hmm. I um, just had this conversation at brunch on the weekend with my girlfriend that we get in this habit of saying, I'm good. Thanks. How are you? But it's like, are you actually? Are you actually good? Yeah. Yeah. And, and we need more words to express how we're feeling too, instead of good, bad, happy, sad, like there's such a range of emotions. So I love that you are, you listen to that pull of wanting to help other people and that you took this path. And I know you're helping a lot of people now. So thank you for doing that. And thank you for being here with us today. It's been awesome. So it's so I'm so honored to that you asked me to be part of this podcast. And uh, I'm really excited. And thank you so much. Well, you're welcome. Thank you. Hey there, thanks for listening. A quick reminder that if you enjoy the podcast and find it motivating or inspirational, I'd love if you could take a moment to leave a positive review. It is helpful and much appreciated. Also, please note this podcast is intended to inspire and support you and bring a little more awareness and magic to your life. I'm not a therapist or psychologist, and my guests and I can only speak from our personal experiences. If you are experiencing anxiety, depression, or another mental health issue, please reach out to a professional in your area. Thank you and all the best. Come back each Monday and Thursday for new episodes. See you then.